Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Fitness is a core pillar of health and well-being for those of us who focus on creating the best human experience possible, not only to look a certain way and to support peak performance, but also to extend our health and lifespans. A significant number of people are not satisfied with traditional weightlifting or cardio routines, though, feeling like they're spending excessive amounts exercising without getting the desired results. My guest today has spent years researching and developing improved approaches to health and fitness. Dr. John Jaquish is the inventor of the most effective bone density building medical technology, which has reversed osteoporosis for thousands and created more powerful fracture resistant athletes. And that is now partnered with Tony Robbins and OsteoStrong for rapid clinic deployment. He's also the inventor of the X3 bar, a technology that has proven to develop muscle much faster than conventional weightlifting, all with the lowest risk of joint injury. Dr. Jaquish's methods are used in training the world's most elite athletes and associations, such as the entire Miami Heat organization, various NFL and NBA players, as well as Olympians. And Dr. Jaquish was also nicknamed the Tony Stark of the fitness industry, and his book, Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, explains his non-conventional approach to human physiology and is also a Wall Street Journal bestseller. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized Podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. John, thank you so much for being my guest on the Superhumanized podcast today. I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on, on the podcast. And You know, you are an inventor, you're a scientist, you're an author, and as I mentioned in the intro, you have helped countless people across the globe with health issues, as well as fitness challenges. And I would like for our audience mm -hmm. to hear the story of how you found your life's mission with regard to bone and muscle health, as it's a very personal one involving mm -hmm. your mother. Yes, uh, my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis about 13 years ago. Uh, she was very upset about it because she she looked at the fracture risk uh, data. And basically when you're over 50 years old, if you have a bone fracture, you have a 50% chance of death within one year of that fracture. So 50% chance of death after 50. So she, At the time, she was playing tennis. Uh, she was doing a lot of hiking. And I don't mean like little, like just walking around the neighborhood. Like she would do 20 plus mile hike. Uh, uh, yeah. And I mean, up elevation, climbing up sides of waterfalls, stuff like that. Uh, really, really. We, we lived in the Napa Valley at the time and uh, the family lived in the Napa Valley. And so there's a lot of great hiking to do there. And so she was into that and... Uh, And then she saw her quality of life completely changing and she was upset. 
And so I said, okay, uh, let me let me look into this. And what I determined was that I could build a, a medical therapy device that could reverse her bone loss and actually build her bone more powerful than it had ever been uh, by emulating high impact force. So in this emulation, we need to get more force on the body than normal. We need to go to like impact level force absorption. And so with, uh, with that series of devices, there's four devices and, uh, you can now find them at osteostrong locations. So, uh, and there's, there, we're in nine different countries now with osteostrong with clinics everywhere. And, uh, people come in, they do a session one time per week. Uh, the metabolism of bone is different than like the metabolic rate of muscle or your lungs. So it's not like it's not like a fitness type waiting period. You, you can only go once a week. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's counterproductive. And, uh, and then so I started using it with her. And then as soon as I reversed her osteoporosis in 18 months, she had the bone density of a 30-year-old. So she had like perfect bone density. Uh, and she was in her seven, which Fantastic. is fantastic. Yeah. I, I have a quick question, uh, with regards to that. So obviously, um, with regards to osteoporosis, there's a lot of factors that can play into that. And, and once you have it, it's very, very debilitating, very difficult to deal with, um, mm-hmm. unless you're fortunate and be able to use, um, you know, your, the therapy you've developed, the device you've developed, mm-hmm. the strong device. But how, how does this loss of bone density uh, usually develop for most people? What are the factors at play here? And what could people do to prevent that in the first place? Well, most of it is just lack of high impact. Mm-hmm. So like, if there was a way to like reverse it or stop it by, you know, doing yoga or something like that, like there's some research on yoga that's taken some pretty decrepit people and put a little bit more load on, on different bones that they no, don't normally load. Uh, but I mean, these are highly kyphotic people. So their heads stuck way forward and they're hunched over. Uh, and so a little bit of results from there, but you, you can't get impact level loading. Like a gymnast absorbs 10 times their body weight sometimes when they hit the ground. How are, you, how are we going to exercise with 10 times our body weight? Like there is no exercise with that. So, so- it's just like my point is, it's not going to happen with anything that's out there to any relevance. And in fact, I, uh, I developed an iPhone app mm-hmm. and it's on the, it's on the uh, app store right now called Fracture. And if you download Fracture Proof, you put in your weight and it'll like, you can, you can try and jump and land and see how much, um, how much force goes through the bone mass. And if it reaches the minimum dose response to trigger bone density growth, but I could save you $2 and just tell you, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the same answer for everybody unless they're kids. So young people build bone density. Once you pass 30 years of age, you lose bone density. So, uh, because you stop doing high impact activities. So, uh, if there were, if there were something people could do, like, you know, eating more carrots or, uh, you know, jumping mm-hmm. rope or something like that. Uh, I, I would have written a book about that and that would have been the end of it, but such is not the case. Right. You need huge, huge horses. You need to oh. emulate what you did as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to know, I'd like to discuss with you, um, how exactly 
osteostrong works. You know, I know there's different positions that are used. And in contrast to that, what the traditional Western medical solutions for treating osteoporosis are. Can you give us a rundown of that? Sure. The, the, the clinic works like a, like a therapy kind of clinic. Come in, check in with the front desk. You get assigned a technician. You get taken through the activation protocol which you're put under whole body vibration and you get a lot of muscles firing that you wouldn't, wouldn't normally be firing. And then you go through the whole, all the, and, uh, and then you're, and then you're done. Now, some, some of the clinics add in like, uh, you know, pulse electromagnetic field therapy. Uh, but like, that's an option. People check in, they go through their like activation protocol, which, is basically standing on a, a whole body vibration platform, gets muscles firing that weren't firing already, like stabilization type muscles. And then you go through the protocol, uh, you, you put, you load bone on its axis. So this is the axis of a bone. Uh, so you load it from end to end. So this way. Uh, and, and so the, you go through the whole protocol and, and then, after the loading is finished, then, then you're done. And mm -hmm. it takes, I don't know, maybe 15, 10 minutes, not long to go through the whole thing. And it's once a week. I didn't design it to be convenient. It just happens to be that the body's looking for a stimulus. And the stimulus is, or a better way to say it is the central nervous system only responds to your environment. If your environment is harsh, like a lot of force coming onto your body, well, then it has to respond by building a more powerful bone. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's how, that's how it works. It's really simple. And tell and, us a little uh, bit. It, go ahead. Uh, I'm curious about the vibration that you mentioned. Can you explain a little bit more about that and why it is so beneficial? So whole body vibration has been fraudulently sold for the last 25 years, I think. Uh, basically it's a, it's a great way to activate, mm -hmm. which is a fancy word for warm up. but you get to turn on muscles without wearing yourself out. So, you know, you could go for a jog and you can do some pushups and some stretching and well, not really stretching. You don't really want to, we, we found out you really don't want to stretch before an athletic endeavor. Uh, but the problem was warming up. That wasn't interesting enough for most people to spend a few thousand dollars. So what whole body vibration companies did, and you probably had seen plenty of advertisements in Germany for just ludicrous things that the, these vibration companies were, were promoting, like, like bone density. But mm. I mean, it was on a list of like, I don't know, depending on the company, five to 10 different dysfunctions that would be fixed with this vibrating platform. And none of that was true. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, vibration is great for activation of stabilization muscle. Excellent. That's it. Right. And, and like, you'll, you see, you see vibration platforms in like, um, the Denver Broncos training room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you, you, I don't know if they're still there, but you used to see one, uh, with the, Lotus Formula One team, which I think became Force India, then Racing Point, and is now the S and Martin mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they like to change owners, I guess. Um, so I don't know if they still have their their Lotus whole body vibration um, machine. I think the Williams team, though, that's not really an endorsement. Williams team is always dead last. Uh, but yeah, but so people use whole body vibration, just turn turn muscles on. 
And then, um, and then you just go through the bone loading protocol. It's, it's really simple. You go through four movements. Uh, there's an, like kind of like an upper body movement where you compress your upper extremities, uh, lower body movement, and there's a core and a spinal. And uh, that, that gets every part of the body that, that bone loss would affect. Mm. Yes. And, you know, um, with regards, you just mentioned it, environment um, and mm-hmm. how it can affect us, the, the mm-hmm. bodily environment. How do environment and also diet affect our bone health? So, boy, there's probably going to be some listeners that don't like me for saying this, but it's funny because you should never be upset by science. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And there's a lot of people that are very upset about the science that I talk about. Most of which I didn't perform. I didn't do the studies, but because I'm just telling them what the studies say, they're furious. So, for example, vegans don't like it when I say there's more than 20 different studies that have all been compiled in a meta-analysis that show that uh, primarily, if you're if you're primarily getting your nutrition from vegetables, you're probably going to die a lot younger. Uh, and fragility fracture plays into that. Like bone begins to break down much faster with vegetarian and vegan uh, nutrition. And the idea is, oh, you need your greens. And there's always some silly clown saying that. No, no, you don't. Like like an animal keeps you from eating it by running away. Mm-hmm. A plant keeps you from eating it by giving you a low-grade poison called an oxalate. All plants have oxalates. There's no exception. And so like oxalates are giving us all kinds of inflammation problems. And now we know inflammation is uh, primary cause of most cancers mm. that, and, and having the, the sugar, you know, the level of sugar that we have in our diet, pretty much everybody's like an unsupervised child when it comes to their food choices. So that's, that's a huge issue. So sugar is inflammation, oxalates are inflammation. So pretty much anything with carbohydrates in it is you're, you're just breaking down your body. You know, it's uh, interesting. It's interesting. You bring up veganism. I actually am vegan. I used mm. to be a huge meat eater. I mean, German born. I like to say, you know, my bir- my birthday cakes were made out of meat, right? So I mm. used to eat tons of meat, tons of mine dairy. are right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was my diet, and I, I, you know, I love the flavor of meat. Nothing wrong with that. Um, mm. And I went plant based about, I think it was, uh, yeah, fourteen years ago. And, uh, since I'm also very much into the biohacking, I mean, I I keep, I do all kinds of blood tests all the time for Mm -hmm. me. Every body is different. Uh, for me, myself, my, my labs have never been better. My hormone levels have never been better. My strength. DEXA scan. DEXA scan. No, please enlighten me about that. Take a DEXA scan. It'll, it'll look at your bone density. And, uh, so it stands for dual x-ray absorbiometry. Yes. Um, it's just two x-rays that create a picture of your bone mm-hmm. uh, that can determine the density or porosity of the bone. Uh, but like, like right now, and this doesn't necessarily apply to all vegans but or, or vegetarians, the, the standard American diet is 70% plant-based and we're fatter and sicker than ever. And, you know, we have huge osteoporosis problems that never used to exist. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's because people aren't getting the right amount of protein and collagen and uh, um, essential amino acids. Like essential amino acids are probably the most important thing people should be looking at, uh, yet they don't. 
They're yeah, looking I mean, at something else. Essential amino acids, I couldn't agree more. I actually take mm-hmm. mine every day. Mine, of course, because of my lifestyle choice, are plant-based. But I agree with you. Most people are overfed and undernourished. And a lot of the plant uh, material that gets eaten is very heavily grain-based, as you said. Mm-hmm. That just really causes very mm-hmm. ill effects in our systems and, and very processed. You know, I think um, I'm... Uh, I can only speak for myself. I feel better than I ever have. I think mm-hmm. everybody needs to make their own choices and inform choices with regards to diet and also look at the science. I'll make sure to take that scan. Bone density mm. is super duper important. And um, yeah, you know, it's a very, very interesting topic. Yeah, uh, make sure to get a DEXA scan. That, that, that may be like one of the things that, the vegan nutrition isn't making you better. I'm, uh, I'm super curious, and I will, yeah. I will share my I'll share my results with you, and I'd love your input. Mm. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then maybe you can maybe you are able to help me in case they're not optimal. Maybe you're even able to yeah, help of course. figure figure something out that I can do within my own parameters. Well, I did develop a product that was. It wasn't originally necessarily for vegans, uh-huh. but it would help vegans out a lot. It's an essential <laughs> amino acid. Uh, but the problem with the essential amino acids look great on paper, but the way most of them are made, they're not absorbable by the body. Yeah. And this is like this is like the supplement industry, like 101 statement right here. You're, what you're usually paying for is in the capsule or the powder. That doesn't mean your body can use it. So like when you get a solid vitamin, you know, like a multivitamin and it says there's vitamin D in there, there's vitamin D in there, but your body can't. So you just have very expensive urine. Yes. And explain with regards to the essential amino acids. So uh, Mm. what are the factors that make the body able to actually make it bioavailable to the body? And what are the factors that keep them from being available? So there's a, there's a ratio that's really important for the essential amino acids. Uh, you got to get that ratio right. Uh, like there's a company, uh, master, well, I mean, they call it master amino acid profile a long time ago, and they were a, a kind of a cancer. Uh, they would, they would keep people from losing muscle. They would still continue protein synthesis and replacement of cells instead of breaking down and wasting away during chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, this was a very protect for them. And since then, uh, I worked for some of the, with some of the developers of this cancer treatment and, uh, developed, uh, something called Fortigen. And that, that is an essential amino acid that's actually usable by the body and it's done with bacterial fermentation. Mm-hmm. So we are supposed to eat rotting stuff. So like thousands of years ago, let's say we were in a tribe let's say in Germany, and we killed a mammoth. Yeah. And we take down that mammoth, and then we'd have a feast. We'd eat the mammoth. And we'd eat, probably eat it for like a, two days. And then all of a sudden, that last day, the last piece of mammoth that we would eat, we had to like flick the maggots off of it. You know, it's rotting. But uh, humans, I, I know it sounds gross, like, yeah. oh, gross. Well, yeah, anybody who has a problem, yeah, just shut up and listen, because yep. this, is, this is important. Like, I don't care if you think it's gross. Um, we need that stuff. Now, for sanitation reasons, obviously, I don't say, you know, just leave your chicken out on the kitchen counter for a week and then eat. Um, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> That's a bad idea. But 
um, we can get the benefits, we can get the fermentation without any of the without any of the um, you know, ill effects of what actual rotting meat would be with Fortigen. Now, Fortigen is is bacteria, and so bacteria is not an animal. So it's mm. vegan friendly. So vegans can get as much protein as they want with it. Yeah. Interesting. Great. And you know what, yeah. you just, what you just said is fascinating because right now, as we speak, like just the last two, three days, I've mm. seen on social media and in news make the rounds, there is a trend of people on social media eating rotten meat. They eat it um, not for the health benefits, though. They eat it because it makes them high. So this is a trend. This is happening right now. It makes them high. Yeah, that's what they say. <sighs> any explanation for that? Higher levels of tryptophan, maybe. Maybe, right? Because I was curious. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, what's happening? But I call that sleepy, not high. <laughs> uh, but also, I know like a lot of younger people, they'll take like, uh, like two melatonin and then like fight to stay awake. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And that's like. I guess you get really goofy when you fight this. You become very comical. True. I, I suppose that's a high, also. Yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know. Our 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 life is too easy. Yeah. Like if we if everybody's really seeking the next way to get high. Mm. Eh, we, yeah. we we need we need we need some bigger problems. True. And a lot uh, of people, a lot yeah. of people are seeking highs, uh, not actually to learn a little bit more about themselves or the world, but to kind of escape. And that's, uh, yeah. that makes it really difficult. I mean, there's so many fads going on, you know, right. from what, what I just told you, the eating rotten meat on social media. And of course, there's also a lot of fads and fitness and you are a um, have really been a trailblazer with regards to pointing out how the fitness industry has mm. really failed to make a lot of people fit. And in your book, mm -hmm. you explore the science that supports the argument that traditional weightlifting is a waste of time. And yeah. you actually lay out a superior strength training approach. And it's it's actually been, been shown to put 20 pounds of muscle on on people who've already been experienced uh with yeah. you know, exercise and drug free and uh, can you explain to us in a nutshell what is the problem with the traditional type of waste training and why is it a waste of time so the here, here's the book by the way if someone wants to know what it looks like uh weightlifting is a waste of time uh wall street journal bestseller yes uh, congrats yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and this is this is the first time anybody's seen the hard the hard cover. Oh, it's uh, this, it's really this just good. Came out. Yeah, and for those who out. for those who are not watching the video but listening, uh, uh, John is too humble to mention it here, but he is a physical specimen. What he writes about and says works. It does. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I don't necessarily say, "Hey, look at me!" Like I'm just really strong muscular guy i'm about seven percent body fat right now and um 240 pounds six feet tall so like those those are stats of like an nfl player um and it wasn't i mean it's not easy you still got to put in the f but uh i had lifted weights for 20 years previous to that and i didn't put on anything mm -hmm. i got fatter like that was that was it like when i started in, in fact if you look back in the videos you can see me when i when i launched the product 
I only knew what it was going to do on paper, just scientifically. And I knew I would become, I'd, I'd be in just, you know, incredible shape. You know, I mean, you can see just definition of my arm, separation of the bicep right there. Like, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm in incredible shape. Uh, uh, I don't know how many listen to this podcast versus watch it. Um, but it's all, it's all because of that device. And it's all because I really discovered through the engineering of the medical device that it was really more the testing of the medical device where I looked at how humans can have a, an ability to create these huge forces in certain positions and then not in other positions. So I, I, I wanted to, when I looked at the data, it said something different to me than it had to apparently other sports performance people because people have tested loader, loading tolerances for, I don't know, 50 years, 100 years. Like, what, what, can a human, what can a human tolerate? And we knew what the landing biomechanics were, but I just saw something different. And something different, different was I looked at the data and I said, weightlifting is a waste of time. Like, if, if you're seven times stronger profile, you're seven times stronger just short of lockout, so 120 degree angle right here, and back of the hand in line with the clavicle. Right, that's that's the optimized position for absorbing or creating the greatest amount of force. So, sorry for the camera shake there; I kind of bumped my tripod. Uh, when, when you consider that that you're seven times more powerful in the in the impact ready than you are in the sort of weight is against the chest kind of position. Why would you ever train with a weight? It doesn't make any sense because you're losing out on the capability. What we need is a weight that changes as we move. And it just so happened that there was 16 different studies that proved my point. It already exists, but nobody saw a product there. Now, a lot of people had tried band training, but the problem with bands is obvious. Like there's people who work out with bands and they'll get nothing. No result because you can either go light, which going light does not. Uh, there's no getting away from heavy. You got to put heavy loads on the body to change the body. Uh, but when you get heavy, like if I take a heavy band and throw it around my back and I go to do a push up, this happens to my hands. So my hands get twisted outward and I could break my wrist if it's heavy enough to really be relevant for strength. So we needed a way to protect the wrists and protect the ankles so that you could truly have limitless potential. So we have a, a situation where like there just wasn't anything like that. So I created it and filed patents in 47 different countries. And uh, fortunately, I have defended my patents and I've shut many companies down. Uh, yeah, yeah, that feels good. Yeah, uh, yeah because and, like, like and, that's a huge, up, and that's a huge problem. You come up with something that's cutting edge and innovative mm -hmm. and everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and copy it. Well, first, everybody tells you you're stupid and it's wrong and like weightlifting is better and you're just trying to scam people. And then they try and copy you. It's just, it's thankless, absolutely thankless. Uh, but you know, it's the public and um, a lot of really stupid people out there who it's not that they don't want to understand is that they lack the intelligence to understand. Uh, and I, it is a huge problem in, in the world, in, in the whole world. Um, most people do what they do because the person next to them is doing. True. Most people cannot grasp a new concept. So like when the when the original iPhone first came out, the majority of the public was like, what's well, stupid? It doesn't have a keyboard. And back then, BlackBerry was like the king of smartphones, right? And I mean, that sounds crazy because you look at BlackBerry 
I mean, back when they had keys, like it was junk. You'd open up a website and especially if it was like a news website and there's like ads, like it would cut up the website and put it in this narrow little window that was, you know, in, infinitely long. And you'd, you'd like, you, you weren't sure if you were reading an ad or the article that somebody sent you. Which is such garbage. Yeah. Anyway, so a- Apple comes out with their iPhone and because it didn't have keys on it. People were like, that's stupid. It'll fail. But Apple knew that they only need to get like maybe three or 4% of the population mm-hmm. to go, oh, this is this is great. It's a way better experience. Yep. And that's all it takes. What do you and, then every, and then everybody follows yep. because people yep. are stupid and they will just follow. Just follow what their neighbor does. And, you know, it's fine. People are mad at me. I mean, hey, nobody really likes Steve Jobs. Uh, guys, amazing disrespect his whole life. And, uh, I mean, he didn't care. And, no, and, neither, gotta, and neither do I. And, you know, this is something interesting you say because it takes a lot of uh, mental fortitude and perseverance, perseverance uh, to not just, you know, create something, but then to follow, yeah. through, follow through and see it through success. And mm. what is it? I mean, have do you just have this? Uh, is this just innate in yourself, or are there certain um, certain things you do in your mind? Are there certain practices that even when times were tough, and and I'm sure there's also been you know lots of ups. I mean, people know you. You're uh, you're you know around the world, but I'm sure there were also times that were really really hard. So what pulled you through these times and just kept on charging ahead? to the place and get you to the place where you now have been for many years? It's a a great question. Um, You have to look at the people who are unable to understand uh, and especially jealous people because the the trolls, the the people who come and insult you, Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're insulting me because I'm succeeding. Like if I really had a stupid product, I wouldn't hear from anybody. It would just be like crickets. Like, no comments on my ad, no interaction with uh, with my Facebook page or my Instagram account. But, you know, I have a users group with 28,000 people in it and I have a million Instagram followers. So I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are highly interested in uh, what I'm talking about. So I don't, um, I just don't worry very much. Like when, when I see people who are just in dissension, like, okay, so... You're either not smart enough to follow along, which is fine. You will. You will when everybody else is doing it because you're just a follower. Uh, and that's like, I don't know, that's half the population or a little less than half. Um, I was actually amazed. I looked at some of the statistics of, um, of our, one of our groups of, of, of people. And that's the 28,000 people. We've only had to kick out 200 people. Yeah. I was shocked. I would have thought it was 2000. Yeah. So it's like, like a lot of people are confused and skeptical, but then they read more and then like, Oh, I understand. This guy makes perfect sense. And then, um, and then like, like somebody will attack the product and then lose the argument. Like I'll show them the science and other people are like, Hey dude, like pay attention. There's, there's hundreds of testimonials Mm -hmm. on that, on that site. Um, you know, on that, uh, the Facebook page. And the Facebook page is great because you can't fake that. Like everyone who's posted their before and after results, like they've been on Facebook since whatever, you know, 2000 or 1999, <laughs> right? And so you can't like go back in time and make all this stuff up. Like they're real people with real results and you can see it. 
And uh, so, you know, the, the, the angry people will first attack the science and then they lose that argument. And then they'll attack me personally. Like that has anything to do with it. I mean, yeah. if you don't like me, that has no bearing on whether the product works. Right. And I'd like to and, know, so personal attacks can be for a lot of people, for a majority of the people, you know, personal attacks, uh, whether we admit it or not, for a lot of us, that's really like, ugh. you know, you know, how, 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 do you, how, how do you deal with it? Does it just go in here, go out there or? Well, so I, I actually love, con- uh-huh. like I, I played rugby when I was in university. So um, yeah, nothing felt better than hitting something in a game. I mean, I've never hit anyone out of anger, uh, but in fact, I'm not really an angry guy, but when you take uh, one of these, one of these angry people and, and just allow them to be jealous, like they're really just jealous, jealous, especially in the fitness industry, because unfortunately most people in the fitness industry don't make much money at all. Hmm. Like now, I mean, I, it's a, it's a horrible industry. Uh, you know, they still tell people to do cardio and there's been 40 years of research. that tells you that cardio protects body fat, body fat. So it keeps you fatter longer and it breaks down muscle. So it gives you the opposite of what you want yet. They still sell. So, I mean, if the fitness industry is not due for any awards in science, uh, so I, I don't really feel sorry for anybody, but Uh, the problem is like, there's a lot of jealousy because there's guys who they believe they've worked hard their whole lives and they've got nothing. And then they see me who they think I kind of came out of nowhere. Never mind. I, uh, you know, developed a medical device. That's one of the most successful interventions probably in the world ever. Uh, so I'm just kind of like shocked, like, So why, why are you having a problem with me? It's like all of a sudden, like everything's a problem. You know, where I didn't go to a good enough school or I, mm-hmm. or I, uh, you know, I'm not really that muscular. Well, I'm also, I don't take any performance enhancing drugs. So yeah. I mean, are there people who look like absolute mutants out there because they take performance enhancing drugs? Sure. I, I don't see how that has any bearing on any conversation that we're having. That's a thing. They admit it now. Uh, so you know, that whole, the, the whole bodybuilding community is like kind of come clean about it. Like it's, it's pretty, pretty much a, a drug, drug induced sport. Uh, and there's a reason you don't really see natural bodybuilding very often. Yes. Very That's also something, I wanna, it's also something I want to yeah. talk about with you a little mm-hmm. further down the conversation. And you know what you're just um, saying, there is actually a German saying, I'll translate it right now. Um, uh, it's, it's in, I'll say it in German too. Ein gutes Pferd hat tausend Menge, meaning a great horse has a thousand faults. What it basically Mm -hmm. means is that when somebody sees a great horse, they'll try Mm -hmm. to pick it apart and try to find all the things that are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I got another, I got an American expression for you. Uh This is from Babe. This is from Babe Ruth. Yeah. The loudest booze are from the cheap seats. (laughs) Yeah. The poorest people are always the angriest. Yeah. Right. Because they got to go home to their shitty house, look, you know, look at their, uh, you know, like misery that they're in and they're furious and they got to, they got to find somebody to blame. So all of a sudden it's my fault. So now, but, but I welcome it. I love it because they feed, they feed into me. So every, for every clown that's mad that I drive a Lamborghini every day, and that, you know, my girlfriend's gorgeous and uh, you know, the whole list of wonderful things that all this success has brought 
And I really, I mean, I don't rub it in anybody's face. Like I'll post a picture of my, you know, with me and with my Lamborghini, but then the caption's not about like how great I am because of a Lamborghini. Like, so what? If you want one, go buy one. They're actually not that. Uh, well, maybe they are. Uh, but point is that like the caption is always about something scientific and something that they could find useful. But I love the rage because when they throw a childish tantrum, thousands more people come. And when those thousands of people come, half of them will read my book. Right. So and, and I've actually will, been, and yeah. Half of them like, will actually be on your side. And what you're saying here is really a crucial thing. A lot of yep. people are wired in a way that when they are faced with negative emotions of others, they'll mm -hmm. allow that to drag them down. And what you're yeah. doing that is using it as fuel. And I think yeah. this, is, this is something yeah. we can switch that flip in our brains, something that right. Really, and, and I I see it as as they they are the ones making me money. So I, I often at the office I'm like I got to go water my idiots, you know just just throw something out there that they're going to get furious about and come after me and say no you're wrong and they'll have no justification for their position at all. Uh, there'll be no research whatsoever. Uh, they'll insult me personally, and when you insult someone personally, now that does work to a degree to get somebody discredited but like you're not buying me you're buying my product so if you trash me okay you know maybe i'm not perfect or maybe i am because i can't defend myself everywhere there's like thousands of websites that have something nasty to say about me like tens of thousands probably uh and like i'm not going to go on bodybuilding.com there's a bunch of nasty threads about me and like like these are the people who are not allowed in the military because they're not smart enough Because they'll kill somebody. They'll shoot themselves in the foot or something like that. Like, uh, amazing. Like, the misspellings. Like, we have spell check. It's automatic. <laughs> like, I don't know how you did this. Uh, but but that's that's it's a really common thing. And I, I love these guys because their rage becomes my money. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're accomplishing the exact opposite of what they yeah. want to. And in the meantime, everyone else is just sort of sitting watching this disaster, total train wreck from any, any perspective. And they're like, yeah, but the product is awesome. Get it. It's yeah. fine. Like, and yeah, I'm helping people. And it also, you've helped a lot of people across the world and you've made yeah. improve athletes. You have improved the health of tens of thousands of people. There's the 40 athletes, 40 professional athletes right now that I consult with on a regular basis that use the product. Uh, just uh, did a video with Terrell Owens. Uh, he's a, one, of the, one of the best football players to ever play the game. He's a, he's a receiver. Uh, so, like, you know, like Tom Brady's a famous guy. Nobody hits him. But Terrell Owens, people had to hit him. He, he, was, uh, he was the guy who scored all. So, amazing football player. And he's, a, he's an X3 user. So, like, I didn't even need to ask, like, Like he wanted to help out and he absolutely loves the product. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any problems with growth or growing the audience or, um, or anything like that. Just, uh, just the controversy is, uh, is really, is really driving it. The controversy and the success, like, like on the back of the book, there's an endorsement from the Miami heat professional teams never let you use their brand because that's, that's, that's them. That's the most powerful thing. But they gave me written permission to use that that quote from the strength coach and listed as you know Miami Heat. 
normally you'd have to say this is from like a you know, like sports team in Miami. You wouldn't even be able to say basketball legally. Uh, so like because they did that, I can I can talk about it. And that's really nice. Now there's a lot of other famous athletes, like lots. And some of the most famous athletes in the world use X3, but I don't have an arrangement with them to be able to use their name. And some of them want a huge amount of money for me to use their name. But then if you pay for it, even though they're already using the product and we have no relationship, once I start paying them, then it kind of tarnishes the relationship because then it's like, well, it's your paid, your paid guy. So like, what, what else are they going to say other than that your product's perfect? Sure. And with yeah. the, you know, with the X3 bar, you really created something very unique. Um, can you explain to the audience, to those who have not encountered it yet, how it actually works? So it's, it's using world's heaviest latex banding and then a bar to protect your joint. Well, hang on one second. I'm just going to go get it. If anybody can see the wine barrel behind me, yep. <laughs> that is, oh, that is where I store it. Yeah. So very, very thick banding. And, uh, and then there's a, there's a plate you stand on also, which protects your ankles from injury. But then the bar, uh, it's anodized aluminum on the outside and then it's uh, solid steel on the interior. But, uh, so it's not hollow like a regular Olympic bar. Uh, this thing will hold well over a thousand pounds. And we do have people that use a thousand pounds when, when using this. Now, keep in mind, it's lighter where your joints are at risk and it's heavier where you're in your more powerful position. So think about it this way. Uh, uh, Peter Atia, you know who Peter Atia is. Dr. Atia is a, is a very, very famous quote. And I quote him all the time. He says, the problem with weightlifting is you overload joints and underload muscle. And so he's never really been that much of a fan of weightlifting. He's a, he does all kinds of athletic stuff, like long swims, long runs. Uh, he's very healthy. Uh, he's a big advocate for ketogenic nutrition. Uh, so, so and, he, and he has his own podcast called The Drive. Uh, if you're listening, Peter, I'd, I'd love to join you on your podcast. Um, so, but... But this is really it. And this is what keeps the wrists from bending. The wrist is always neutral when grabbing a hold of this bar and pushing forward uh, or pulling you know, for, the, for the pulling exercises. So, yeah, that's, that's X3. And it is the absolute best home gym you'll ever have. Um, you um, yeah, Normally, a, a serious home gym will cost $5,000 for a power rack and weights. And then you also like lose a room of your home uh, or a garage. So uh, and it's funny. I get messages all the time. It's like, hey, you saved my marriage because now my wife doesn't have to park outside. <laughs> and I, I always thought like, why weren't you parking outside? I don't know. Maybe uh, next I'll be a marriage. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I still have to try your bar. I am super intrigued by it. It looks, and I know from so many people who just swear by it and mm -hmm. what an effective device it's been in their lives. Uh, with regards to strength training and you also you know we talked about controversy and social media and how that actually can fuel our missions you know too, not to take it too personal yeah. but so what are some of the most um widespread and also dangerous myths of strength training 
that you have dispelled and that a lot of us still believe? Oh, boy, a lot of them. Uh, there's no such thing as the anabolic window. Mm-hmm. So like exercising and then like feeling the need to stuff yourself with um, either nutritious food or non-nutritious food. No such thing. Doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And it's been proven. There's research. So this is not my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, every, everything I'm saying here is is backed up by research that was done by other people. Uh, so it's, it's really strange when people get mad at me. It's like, why, why don't you call? Why don't you call the university? Why don't you call the journal and tell them to rescind the article course? That will yeah. never happen yeah. because these people are just clowns. Uh, so so um, cardio. Yes. Cardiovascular exercise. It's terrible for what people want. Now, if you want to be a marathon runner, you got to run marathon, period. But you got to understand the the purpose of... So the body reacts to environments, right? If you're in an environment where you have to go long distances on a small amount of fuel, what is the way to do that? Well, let's look at automobile. If you want an automobile to go a long distance with a small amount of fuel, like an economy car, right? What's it going to look like? It's going to have a very lightweight frame. It'll have uh, a large gas. It'll have a very small engine, weak engine. So if you look at a human that's designed for the same thing, you see very low bone density because why would you carry around a heavy chassis? Why would you want, like, if you're, if you, if what you have become is you're a human Prius, right? You're a human Prius. It's, it's an economy car, right? So it, not, nothing against Prius, but like like a distance runner is more like a human Prius. So very small amount of energy, very poor acceleration, very lightweight frame. So uh, you don't want to like like it is crash tested, so it's not totally lightweight. But when it comes to runners, they have very low bone density and they have fractures all the time. And uh, and and uh, distance swimmers also swimmers even worse uh, because they don't get any impact at all. A cyclist too, no impact. At least runners getting a little bit of, you know, uh, a heel strike, but not much. Proper way to strike is actually midfoot. Shoes kind of screwed us up, but running coaches have kind of figured out how to do it right now. Um, so you're becoming this, this Prius. And so you weak chassis, very low muscle. Cause like, as I said, cortisol gets rid of muscle. Mm-hmm. It metabolizes the muscle and then preserves body fat. So what you you look at most runners and you call them skinny fat. So so yes, they are lighter weight people, but they got like cellulite all over the backside. You know, they just look off. Um, and and then you, then if you look at the opposing type of athlete, the power athlete, that's an athlete that's not like a Prius at all. That's an athlete that's meant to go a short distance with great speed and power. So they're going to have higher bone because they go through high impact. They're going to have uh, a larger engine. What's the engine? It's muscle. So they're allowed to carry more muscle. You look at a sprinter, even in their upper body, they're muscular. And the reason why is when you throw your arm back, when you run, there's weight in the arm that pivots your pelvis as you move so that your next toe strike, and by the way, sprinters run on their toes, not a midfoot strike. So the next toe strike is further. And so they're always training the whole body so that they're incredibly balanced and they're using the weight of their upper body to propel themselves further just via momentum. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, sprinting is, is very energy efficient. If you look at how much work gets done 
uh, you don't need a lot of fuel in your body to run very quickly, but you are limited in, in how long you can keep that speed up. Yes. And you know, so, you know, whether it's 40 or hundred yards, like if you look at the difference between a hundred yard time and a 200 yard time, uh, uh it, it's way more than double mm-hmm. for most athletes running the 200 yard. So you're, you're becoming, instead of becoming that Prius, when you do strength training, you're becoming a formula one. You're, you are built for power. And everything in you is powerful. Your bone is powerful. Muscle is powerful. I actually think it has um, influence in some psychological things also. Uh, uh, so that like you, your sort of mental fortitude becomes a lot stronger. Now that's a theory. That's not backed up in science. Sure. I, was, I can only I have speak, to say that. Yeah. I can only speak from, you know, my, um, of course, I'm not a power athlete. I'm also not considered a power lifter, but the more defined my body is, the more I get to the more lean muscle mass I have, the better I mm-hmm. also feel. And talking mm-hmm. about muscle, um, should we worry about our muscle fiber type? No, that's great. Thank you. That's like another total myth. In fact, your body can change what type of muscle tissue you have. So if you do a lot of sprinting, your more your muscle type is more geared towards that. So type one, type two fiber, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm all like slow twit. Okay, well, by choice, or do you think you were born that way? Mm-hmm. And because they're not, you're not born that way. Uh, and 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 things things can change. Also, we've proven in the last 20 years that you there's such a thing as hyperplasia happens not just in infancy, but in adulthood. So you can split muscle cells. You can, um, you can grow the thickness of the, the, the sarcomeres, so the density of the muscle, and as well as how much contractile energy is stored within the cells. So ATP, glycogen, and creatine phosphate. So there's two types of mu- muscle growth. There's myofibril, that's like the, the density of the, of the fiber, and which also influences the size. And then there's the fuel, contractile fuel that is held, and that's sarcoplasmic growth. And you can also split the cell. Uh, so, so there's a lot of different things that are going on that I very carefully designed the X3 to do all of, all of the max. And uh, that's, that's why it works so well. And uh, yeah, we have hundreds of hundreds of just brilliant testimonials. And the strange thing, initially, I targeted fitness people for the product. And I realized that this is a crowd of people that the majority of cannot, they cannot grasp scientific research. They just weren't smart enough. So I switched the target to busy professionals because busy professionals, they want to look and feel great too. Mm-hmm. just for different reasons. They might not be on an athletic field or they might be on an athletic field over the weekend, but they like time means and a, an efficient workout also means time efficient. And so because it was a time efficient workout and the results were better than weight training. So like I have athletes that used to work out for two hours a day, like Terrell Owens, for example, used to work out for two hours a day. Now his workout's 10 minutes and he's in better shape. The guy yeah. could li- like literally walk back onto an NFL field at 47. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's a Hall of Famer, but I think right now he's better than he was when he was playing. Yeah, and and so uh, I, you know, I see this over and over again, and I mean, yeah, people complain about it, but those are just the jealous ones. It's sorry, I mean this is reality. There are there are hundreds of testimonies. Oh, and the reason I brought that up is because most 
busy professionals don't want to take shirtless pictures and put them on the internet. So in the beginning, I had a lot of trouble. Somebody would, they would you know, take some pictures and then they'd send it just to me. And I'd be like, wow, it's great. Can I put that on the website? And they're like, hell no. <laughs> like I work, you know, I work for JP Morgan. Like I work in finance. I can't have shirtless pictures of myself on the internet. And I was like, mm. I mean, I get it. Like if I did something else, I probably wouldn't put shirtless pictures of myself on my Instagram account, but I do what I do. Right. Right. And I mean, uh, what you developed, it's, it's science-based and it's just a really great hack, if you so want to say. And time is yeah. our most precious. Time is our most precious commodity, no matter what you do. Um, you also have a hack for doing push-ups in a way that alters the amount of muscle and the positive effects we can get from it. Would you share that with us? Where did you find that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, um, you can, you can, uh, when somebody does push-ups, uh, especially like with the deconditioned population that we have, most people can't do them. So what you, uh, I mean, th these are pretty deconditioned people, but um, what I would say is, you know, uh, you can handle lowering weight. You can handle more weight in a lowering fat than you can in raising. So um, what you do is you put your knees on the ground and do the push-up. Yeah. And then as soon as you're up, not to lock out, but you know, right here, because you don't, you don't want to lock out in really any, it just damages your joints. Uh, then you pick your knees up and you lower yourself with your entire body weight and then repeat the process. So yeah, like that's, that's in, in essence, it's not variable resistance because we want to vary the resistance throughout the, both the eccentric and concentric movements. And we're not doing that. But it's a it's a way where somebody who can't do push-ups can start. Because when they say I can't do one, it's like, what are you gonna say? Like keep at it? No, there's a strategic way to to get that started. And I think I've started that off like like some sometimes elderly people will contact a company and they say, like, I'm I'm you know, I'm really beat up, like I everything hurts. And I want to I want to do X3 because it seems like that would be much easier on the joints. And it is way easier. Which is, by the way, how I attract the uh, the NFL and NBA players uh, was because they have joint injuries, yeah. and if they can lift heavy without joint risk, they are in. Mm -hmm. And then, and then all of a sudden, they're like, "I'm stronger than I've ever been," and then they didn't see that coming. They didn't think that was possible uh, with with the X3. They just believed it was probably as good as, but a lower chance of in injury. Even though I tell people all the time, this is way better than a weight workout. Uh, so, the initial question. About the push-up, about the push-up. Right, um, right. Yeah. So they get the, yeah. So like elderly people that can't do a push-up, I get them doing the push-up. And so then it's like, whoa, you know, I've actually gotten stronger by doing this. And then, then it's like, okay, so now you're ready for X3. But it doesn't really matter where you are in your physical development. It's where you're going. And, and that's just you versus you. It's not you versus anyone else. Yeah. Like I tell people... You know, I, I get the genetics question all the time. Well, don't you just have good genetics? Well, you know, a lot of a lot of people say that about muscular people because they want an excuse as to why it hasn't happened for them, right? Like, like somebody who's never been financially successful likes to imagine that everyone who is inherited it all, or they cheated it out of somebody. Like that's you know the uh, um, sort of the socialist idea, sort of the religion of jealousy. Like somehow I've been ripped off. And the same is true 
when it comes to physical development because they're guys who honestly have worked hard for years and not seen any results. And this is, this is my summary of the fitness industry. Um, I would say the fitness industry might, might create maybe one out of 10,000 10, people. Um, did I lose you there for a second? No, you're back. Okay. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so maybe one out of 10,000 people are actually like exceptionally fit. And most people who go to the gym don't, they don't change. So I don't know why anyone's even defending the fitness industry in general, because while they might say, oh, all the pros do this or that, or, you know, their favorite bodybuilder, like he would never use bands or X3 or, or whatever. First of all, you don't know that. Uh, and that individual may be an X3 user. But second of all, um, why isn't everybody who has a gym membership, why, why don't they just have a beautiful body? Why, why do the people at the Pizza Hut look just like the people at Planet Fitness? Same people, fat, weak. Why? If it works so well, the answer is it doesn't work. It works for a few. And the, the, the uh, genetic difference, turn, as it turns out, and I did research this thoroughly and I put it in the book. This is like the last chapter of the book. It has to do with tendon layout and how some people have a tendon insertion. Uh, their pectoral tendon, most people inserts right here. And for some people, it inserts at the other end of the bicep. So what happens when your pectoral insertion is here, you have more leverage mm. on that bone. You have a longer lever arm. And a longer lever arm means you can deliver more power. So that's a mechanical advantage that they then, when they go to lift weights, they can gain muscle much easier. But when you look at what what X3 is with variable resistance, you take that human limitation out of the equation completely. And you, now everybody has the same ability to build muscle like the most muscular guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that, that's really why like the fitness industry has failed so much is because everybody's looking at the genetic outliers, the people that have an advantageous tendon layout, or they might be taking performance enhancing drugs. I won't take that out of the equation. Uh, but it's just, it's like, doesn't it bother anybody that it's so uncommon to be exceptionally fit? Mm. And yet they will go to a gym year after year after year and nothing changes. Their big fat gut is still there. Their double chin is still there and they still have baby arms. Mm-hmm. Yet yeah. they're not, they're not putting it together. Like I said, these pe- people aren't necessarily smart. And I don't know what it is about the fitness industry that attract. I think it's um, there's there's some involved in the, in the fitness industry that are just um, and maybe they have like little man disease or something like that. Like they feel inadequate. So they're going to sort of go to the gym and build up their body and show everybody, you know, that they're really the tough guy. I think that, that, that there's a little bit of that. Um, and I've been looking for a psychological paper on that. And of course, but that- it's a huge, it's a huge um, industry, uh, billions and billions of dollars. And a lot of people, you know, they're trying to find a way to better themselves. And of course, they'll mm-hmm. go somewhere that is generally accepted as this is the place where you optimize. They're followers. It's what I was saying earlier. They're just going to go like lemmings to where everyone else and do what everyone else is doing, even if it's wrong. Mm. So you've already shared some of your practices and some of the things you have done in your life, how you've dealt with mm. certain situations, how you've developed certain things like your business with us. And there's a question I ask every guest, and I'm particularly interested in your answer. Uh, if you would share with us which practices have helped you perform better in life, mentally and physically, and that you've kind of kept 
overall <laughs> in the last year? So I am only prepared to talk about something when I can speak on it with mm-hmm. absolute conviction. So you, like, like I, I get, I get, it's funny, like some of my professors from, uh, from Sacramento State where I went to undergrad, they'll, they'll be like, hey, you want to come speak to my class? And I say, not really. Because no one's going to follow my advice. You know, like when I talk about how, how many weekends I didn't go out and I, and I worked and how many, um, like when I started my company, I went four years with zero, my income was zero and like, they're just not going to do that. Like, so what's the point? Like, why, why go tell them? I mean, maybe, maybe I'll get through to somebody and they'll be like, wow, like that was a lot of sacrifice. I can make sacrifices like that. I also tell people to start, like if they're planning, if they have an idea and they want to start a business, do it young. Mm-hmm. Because when you're married and have kids, you don't want to risk the financial future of your child and your, and your partner, right? Like you, like when you're young, you don't have anything. Hold me back. Take the big risks then. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I did. And uh, it worked. Uh, now, I was also right about what I was saying. So you got to be right. And the other thing it's hard to say is like, hey, you know, what you really want to succeed, you got to come up with an idea for something that no one's ever come up with before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's really hard advice to follow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't give that advice. I, I talk about just um, being able to, if you're, if, and especially if you're going to change the world, like most people that are talking about most things are repeating what they were taught that many other people have said before. So there's no controversy. There's no questions. There's no nothing. Um, but also you won't get much attention for that and you won't generate, uh, you know, if it's for a business and just, you know, <laughs> like you're not going to generate much income for the business. But if you're coming with a controversial message, if you're coming uh, with a message that, and again, I don't know why people get upset by science they don't like it's not for you to like it's for you to understand that's it and uh, if you want to do it differently like let's say somebody wants to continue lifting weights even after they read the book okay you can do it the inefficient way but you know when you're using a cane when you're 50 because you were squatting heavy ass to the floor and that's the way it's done i'm uh I'm probably going to knock you over. I'll just push you over. <laughs> yeah, I told you that was going to happen. I would only do it to a select few people, by the way. Uh, not everybody. But yeah, like like the, like the I have some good friends that, that will just, like they, they're all about the heavy squats. And they complain about needing a knee replacement at like 30. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like blown away. Like, you know, you're damaging mm. yourself that much. And by the way, getting a mechanical knee that is not like a magic solution. There's a whole list of problems that can come with that mechanical. Like, yeah. so I don't know, you know, I mean, like I, uh, some people are so married to, to a certain idea that I, you know, I just got to leave them alone. I'm like, okay, well, uh, enjoy yeah. that. Everybody needs yeah. to make their own choices. I highly, but, but look at the, look at the biohacker community. Yep. Like when, when you take somebody who's really looking at what's going on in their body. And uh, by the way, like, all the populations I described, the biohacker community belongs in none of them because these are people, they're wonderful people who are looking for a better way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what way, like here, there's the way we're doing it, but is there a better way? Is there a better way to brush your teeth? Is there a better way to 
get higher quality sleep in a shorter period of time. Like they're willing to read an article about that because, wow, that would really, they could have an extra two hours or they could just get six hours a night and feel like they got eight hours of sleep. Like that would be amazing. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, you can do that. Uh, you have oh, to stop yeah. drinking alcohol. Yes. Stop drinking alcohol though. Um, yeah, that's how you do it. Stop drinking alcohol. Um, so when, um, when we look at, at, at all these little things, and like I said, mo- most people are, it's, it's a smaller population now because X3 is becoming ubiquitous. Like it's like, we've sold more than hundred thousand units. And when exercise fanatics get together with other exercise fanatics and one guy brings his X3, chances are the other people, when they hear from that one guy are going to go out and get an X3. Um, in fact, I think something like 75% of our sales are from word of mouth. Perfect. And, and we are spending millions on social media advertising still. So it's just, you know, sales are just doing this and like, you know, and, and we have an exit survey and it's like, Oh, a friend told me. And a friend told me seems to be like, the, like, like I said, like it's like the 70% or 60% or. And it's the best, it probably, it probably best advertisement you can get. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 For everything that you've said also, I highly recommend uh, for people who want to learn more about we just scratched the tip of the iceberg here and i know there's mm-hmm. so much more you have to share i'd love to talk some more with you also in the future if you're available uh, but yeah. for, people, for people who want to delve deeper you know weightlifting is a waste of time yep get right into that, one more time get in, yep get into that book and for people who want to learn more about you or reach out uh, where can they find you where can they find more about you for those that are not yet acquainted with you sure yeah my last name is a little tough so uh i got i got a landing page it's drj.com uh d-o-c-t-o-r the letter j.com mm-hmm. uh and you can find my instagram there also follow me on instagram i like a couple times a week i give like free advice and then uh, like i show the science that i'm basing the advice on so you know, somebody wants to question if that's good advice, they can go read the science if they want to. Fantastic. And I am yeah. going to follow up on your recommendation. I am going to take the uh, bone density test. And yeah. if it's not, Send it to my, me. yes, please, because I would love to, if it's not to my satisfaction, I'd love to find a, a way to enhance my bone density, keeping within right. my own lifestyle parameters. And I would love to be able to come to you and seek your advice. Perfect. Awesome. You got it. John, All it's right. been really, really cool to talk to you. Learned a lot. Got a lot of things to look into. It was great fun. I'm super grateful you took time for us today. Thank you for being my guest. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. 